2: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms
0: and conditions 18 plus.
2: Hey, everybody. It's Dave here, and we're at the two-minute warning,
1: and we're getting ready to watch the last of the show. I'm going to turn down the commercials so nobody hears it, and I'm waiting on Justin Day to join me. Justin's planning on joining me, and there's Jonas Stark in the green room already. I will bring him on momentarily. I've got to finish getting set up. I want to welcome everybody here who's watching. That is a great thing. And yes, Wang, you are first. And there's Mary. Hello, beautiful Mary. Jonas Stark, if you don't remember, joined us last year. He was, uh, he's out of Germany, a great Vikings fan, and he absolutely loves to talk about football. How do you in the remarks think this game is going? Why does it feel like we should be winning by a lot more than we are right now? That's what I'd like to know. Uh, Bucks not getting the top pick if they play like. No, they're not. Expect Arizona to do that there, Dan. I fully expect Arizona to do that, not the Bucks. I thank you for all the likes so far. We've got six of them, and that is great. And I'm going to bring in Justin here momentarily. Welcome to Vikings First and Skulls, live at the 2 minute warning. Next, and then we got Mr. Justin Day in the center screen and the game is back. Good night on.
3: ladies and gentlemen.
1: Good night. <laughs> nah.
3: No, I'm on network. I'm ahead of you. So ah.
1: Are you? Well, feel free to spoil. Yep.
3: I say good night, ladies and gentlemen. Ball game, first down.
1: Nice. Shit, I don't want to hear that. That sucks. Well, I don't want I can to start. Tell you all you in one. What's
3: up, Jonas? How you doing?
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I finally got us uh, got my setup right. Uh, I had the wrong microphone plugged in. Uh, I have a, a headset where I can put a microphone in, and uh, it had. That one, which I plugged out, and I use this one. And uh, yeah, it's now set up.
1: So, Jonas, as I said, I told everybody you're in Germany. How many hours ahead are you from the central time zone?
4: Uh, I think it's seven hours. The game's Uh, over now. (laughs) Seven
1: hours? Yeah, and we've got. Minute fifty last left of what I'm seeing.
3: Yeah, they're just kneeling it out. Damn it. I'm gonna go into I'm gonna go into the studio and go on to the computer, Dave. So kick me okay. out, and I'll Sounds come right good. back.
1: I'll Thanks. see you in a bit. We're waiting on Tyler and Darren as well. They should be showing up. We're not seeing it. Miss Mary says this hurts. Mary, it's game one. And now we're in second place, tied for second, actually third place. Could be fourth if there's a tie in the next game, but we'll see. Uh, and there's the expression, some guy shaking his head on the sideline, yes, in the stands. Six three and outs. What are we doing? Yes. No, I have a hard time saying that. No, Janetta? Good to see you. Yes, and that was the Achilles heel of last season as well, if you remember correctly. It was bad. (laughs) Dan saying this game is exactly what we need to point to building in the trenches. Dan, there was some bad offensive line play today, I agree. I don't know how much of it was the players. There's some of it. I'm not saying there wasn't and uh, how much was play calls and execution and that's the game folks vikings lose vikings lose not a great way to open your season Jonas tell us about how you represent the minnesota vikings over in germany
4: um yeah we just had had a meeting of 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 our fan club like a uh, few weeks ago. I think it was like three or four weeks ago. Um, yeah. Last week uh, we had the first, uh, we recorded the first podcast for this season, but yeah, it just sucks right now. Uh, it's uh, it's a really bad bad way to start the season and for once it's absolutely unnecessary. They absolutely should have won this game. They dominated the first half for most of the time and just turned the ball over and in the worst uh, moments they could choose and now you're going to play the Eagles in a short week, the Chargers the week afterwards. Those are going to be very tough game so you might there there is a reasonable chance that you might go into the Panthers game on the road uh 0-3 and uh then you have the Chiefs coming up after after that so uh tough start and it's it's really going to be interesting how things going to uh going to shake out if they start badly and how the Vikings are going to approach things because yeah, it could be very could be very uh, interesting how that shakes out could be a wild mm-hmm. trade deadline
1: <laughs> but it's only week one that's what I was telling people after Detroit won on Thursday night it's only week one Aaron, you're giving the team an F. I see. Justin, what were your overall impressions today?
3: Disgusting. Pathetic, particularly on offense. The defense did enough today. Did they look perfect? No. But they're not going to. They're not the Zim Reaper defense. If you tell me going into this game, your defense is going to give up 20 points, three of them are going to be off a turnover where you hold them to a three and out because they're already in field goal range. Mm -hmm. Four of them are going to be because you had a special teams gaffe, which took a converted field goal and give the team a first down, which they convert to a touchdown. Yes, the defense is allowed to go out and make another stop. But realistically, 20 points, ostensibly 13, that you could really say they're responsible for. The defense did its job. The offense didn't. The offense did what it always has in both the Kevin O'Connell and, with all due respect, the Kirk Cousins era. They at times look unstoppable and at times shoot themselves in the foot. I'm not here to say that – you know, it's funny. I did a halftime short where it's just like you had almost 300 yards of offense in the first half. You had 19 minutes to 11 in time of possession. You had 11 first downs to four. And the game's tied at 10 because you had three turnovers. Now, the first one is completely on Ed Ingram. That's not on the center, backup center quarterback exchange. So I don't want to hear that. That was totally on Ed Ingram.
1: What? The Second, one, the fumble on the center exchange?
3: Yeah. Ed Ingram yeah, was saw, pulling.
1: But he, he saw, still he,
3: swiped his arm up, and he's the one who knocked the ball out of Kirk's hands. But I get it. Kirk still has to secure it. That's true. He's got to secure it
1: get out of the way. And Kirk knows the play. Kirk knows yeah. what Ed's doing. So mm-hmm. Kirk knows he has to get out of the way anyway. quickly. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry. When a guard is tended to pull, you've got to give him room to pull. He can't sit there and hold up for you to complete the snap. Now, my question is was the snap a fraction of a second late, late because we had Schlotman in there and Ed went on the snap? And Kirk was still waiting for the football. We won't find out until I get to look at the All-22 and dissect that. But Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily saying that's on Ed. Yes, he hit the ball as he pulled in front. But like I said, Kirk Cousins knew the play, knew that he was going to be pulling. So he needed to get the ball and get out of there quick. That obviously didn't happen fast enough. Either the play's a bad Call an execution, they need to throw it out of the playbook because there's not enough time for Kirk to get out of the way or the snap was late or something along those lines. I can't I can't put that on it. Like I said, I played every position on the line. If I'm going to pull and I'm running in front of you, that's your deal to get out of the way. He didn't run into Kirk. He was still on the butt of Schlottman. When he pulled, there was no, he didn't drop back into the backfield and hit him that way. That to me was not Ed, but there was a ton of Ed getting beat this game. And at one play, he got just manhandled. And for a guy as big as he was, you don't get manhandled like that. That's an embarrassment. Everything
3: about this offense was embarrassing. Other than Jefferson. Uh
1: Um. But it's just, they, there was a lot of blitzes where they were outnumbered. Now, offensive lines have ways to block that if they're outnumbered. But neither Schlopman or Kirk called the proper protections on those. And nobody executed. So, it's, it was frustrating. Absolutely frustrating.
4: The thing that, About to, finish, to finish the, Oh, I'll go ahead. You go ahead. The thing that frustrates me a lot is that uh, picking up and countering those blitzes has been a huge Achilles heel last year. And uh, now I get it. They didn't practice against the blitz heavy defense. So you usually struggle against the things that you don't really see. uh see in practice although of course they had to simulate it but i get that but now they had training camp against a very blitz heavy defensive coordinator who sent hell after them and they still don't have solutions to counter those blitzes besides screens and at some point your your opponents are going to know that screens are the only thing you have to counter this and that's how you get stuff like Hawkinson being blown up four yards in the backfield because they just know what you are doing and they know that it's the only thing you can do when you send the house at them and I thought that after an offseason practicing against a Brian Flores defense you should have had some solutions to counter that any way to establish a quick passing game, which is not just screens, it it's not it's not that hard. There are ways to counter that, and we saw those ways from the Buccaneers. They did it. They knew how to counter it. They adjusted after after the halftime, and the Vikings again didn't didn't find solutions to a problem that they had last season.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch screens, and we're going to reload everybody again. Hold on. And you get four of me. Isn't that gorgeous? I love it. (laughs) Uh, It's always
3: four of Dave when he's switching stuff up. It's like, hey, more of me. builds it up. That's (laughs) why. It's simple.
1: Okay, I'm going to put Tyler in the Darren spot. And we're going to have Justin over here in his spot. And I'm going to switch names real quick. Tyler Fornis now joins us. The great Tyler. Tyler, tell us how things are In your world at the moment. Tyler, can you hear me? And Tyler's having microphone problems. Trying to figure it out. This is a professional setup. We've worked this numerous times. And there, I heard something from Tyler. But can Tyler hear us? I don't
4: think so. I think he isn't hearing us. No, I'm pretty sure he's not.
1: Mm Mm-mm. But... That's okay. He's there we go. Tri- there we
2: go.
1: Hey! <sighs> Impressions there, buddy. What do you think?
5: Look, this is a good football team. And at the end of the day, mistakes killed us. And there's really no way around it. Uh, when the defense needed to, to get a stop at the end, they couldn't. And honestly, I, I think they just got beat up by that uh, Buccaneers offensive line just continuing to run the ball, even though it wasn't effective early. became more and more effective as the as the game went on and it, it's just frustrating because those mistakes were a 17 point swing. Um, what's hilarious is Jay Ward's going to get the blame for that offsides, mm-hmm. but Josh, Josh Mantellis is more offsides than Jay Ward. So that not, not a, not a great look when you have two guys on the outside that were, um, that were off and that cost the Vikings four points. And then you have the, the Ed Ingram fumble. I I don't know what the deal is, but he is pulling and accidentally knocks it out of his hand, out of Kirk's hands. That's just frustrating. I don't know if we can actually equate it to anything other than just stupid, dumb luck, but that hurt. And then the Kirk interception, he hesitates to throw the ball to Osborne. And by that hesitation, he throws it behind and that you can blame Osborne a little bit for it. He deserves partial blame because he has it and allows it to get ripped from him. But as Kirk cousins, you gotta be more confident in that throw it's an open window it's not like oh is he he's covered ah it looked fine i'll I'll get some confirmation to on um on the all 22 once I get it but you you can't make those kind of mistakes and expect to win the football game and at the end, cousins and offense had a chance and they went three and out and incredibly frustrating that they end up going three and out there inexcusable you have to clean those mistakes up. And in week one, you expect some of it because it's week one and this offense and defense hasn't exactly like gotten to play much at all, but just frustrating. And the annoying part is all we're going to hear from people is that the Vikings regressed in one score games. There's going to be no context. They're not going to talk about what the performance looked like. It's only going to be, Oh, they regressed in one score games. Well, why? If you don't contextualize it, I don't care. And to me, that's that's going to be the most annoying talking point coming out of this game because this is one the Vikings should have had. And now they got to learn from it, and they've got Philly in Philly in four days. Mm-hmm. They at least get, have a quick turnaround to get the taste out of their mouth. And, oh, by
3: the way, are we going to have all of our starters on our offensive line, which is weak enough as it is?
5: Probably yeah, not. If you're going to miss one, Bradbury to Schlotman probably the best of the bunch dare returned. He looked fine. Um, and it looked like just a minor ankle sprain and hell that happens. So the fact that he came back and when Udo was in, he looked good too. So I think we'll be okay there, but man, it's not a great way to start the year that you could realistically now see Owen three because mm-hmm. the Chargers are in two weeks and that is not going to be an easy football game. no,
3: the only advantage they have over the Chargers is that they'll be coming off of a mini buy. Um, Philadelphia is pack a lunch at best, <laughs> if we're if we're being honest with ourselves. It's not that they can't win, you know. If if they somehow pull a miracle and, and win in Philly and they're one and one after two weeks, well, it wouldn't have been the way we foresaw it, but it would have been what we foresaw, and they have that opportunity. It, but it's going to be an uphill climb. And circling back again almost 300 yards in the first half for three turnovers, you know, absolutely kills you. And like you said, Tyler, Kirk was a touch late on that pass to Osborne. I mean, he still got his hands on it. It was still a great play by the defender, but at the same time, he was in an opportunity, had an opportunity to do that only because he was a touch late on the ball. And I get, he didn't see Antoine Winfield Jr. Coming off the edge and that's a tough play, but at some point too, Kirk did a lot better job last year of not fumbling when he got blindsided um, as he had in previous years. And today, you know, you talk about all we're going to hear is the regression of this team in one score games. Another one that will be somewhat of a talking point, but will probably get overblown is, you know, there were times Kirk looked like Kirk in the Zimmer era and not the, not last year. You're hesitant. Just just a touch off. I mean, third and seven. And he had perfect protection. And he airmails KJ Osborne because, you know, he was in his head. Yeah, I mean, that's what it looked like to me. What do you guys think?
5: And he He's just moving forward, forward momentum. And uh, when you're doing that, you don't necessarily have your feet, hips, and upper body completely synced. And he, he just missed high. It, everybody does that. We saw Baker Mayfield do, do that kind of similar thing twice earlier in this game. It just sucks. Like, yeah. This team... This Vikings team is obviously better than this Buccaneers team. Uh, And the only thing that that was that changed the game and it almost always happens turnovers. You can't make those mistakes. You can't have an offsides that costs you four points. And the Vikings would have had a one point lead theoretically there. You can't have those things happen and expect to win in this league like this Buccaneers team. We talked about it on Wednesday on the Real Forno show. This Buccaneers team was a lot better than people are giving them credit for. They have dudes. They have a lot of talent on that defense, a really good secondary, an excellent front four, and two linebackers that people consider in the top five in the NFL. You can't do make those kinds of mistakes. And Baker Mayfield's a wild card. The dude was the number one overall pick, and he's had really, really good performances. You saw a gutting out performance from Baker Mayfield, which is kind of his specialty. And they figured out a way to win because of the mistakes. If the Vikings are going to figure it out moving forward, you got to eliminate those mistakes. It, you just can't have it happen. Like that strip sack, very frustrating. Excellent blitz design by Todd Bowles. And then you have Kirk. He's in the process of cocking the throw when he gets hit. So it's not like he's just holding the football. He's, he's moving it, trying to throw. makes it much easier to come out. Overall, just frustrating. They're like, you, you can't lose this kind of game. You just can't, and the uphill climb begins now. It's
1: freaking brutal. I'm going to mark that down for a title for the real phone show. <laughs> me. The uphill climb starts now.
3: Oh, I thought you were going to say freaking frustrating.
1: <laughs> well, I could do that one, too, but... <laughs>
3: What did you guys think on that Antoine Winfield blitz play? Because I had texted Dave, you know, about, hey, you think maybe we can get Reisner in here now? And he's like, well, Reisner wouldn't have mattered on that blitz. The one part, and I will encourage you to look at this, Dave, when you look at the all 22, it appeared to me that CJ Ham felt the need to assist Ed Ingram. In hindsight, Ed ultimately did manage to contain his guy, but you don't know that in that split second moment where I H- felt H- that
5: I'm interrupt you Justin, it yeah. wasn't Ed Ingram's guy. There was another blitzer. So CJ, then right. Six on seven. Blitzer. Oh, was it? Okay. I must've didn't see that one. He was supposed to, he took the guy with the shortest path to the quarterback. And that's okay. why it was a blitz design. Cause Winfield had a wide open path. And because it's front side, Kirk cousins is looking backside. He still needs to be able to sense that. And that's something that's expected of a capable starting quarterback. And that's that's a lower bar than what Kirk Cousins is. We he, you have to expect that, and I mean it's the NFL. That kind of stuff happens when you have an elite defensive mind like Todd Bowles. He has his flaws, but boom, and then twenty-four rushing yards. That's it. Twenty-four that's yards. Another on the
2: narrative.
3: That's another one we'll hear. Well, we shouldn't have got rid of Delvin Cook. <laughs> oh. So I-
5: Anybody who says that it doesn't know what they're talking well, about, like of course, Calvin Cook would not have. Honestly, I think Cook would have had a worse performance than Madison because Madison was getting hit, and then he was getting three yards afterwards. And there's a lot of things to fix here, but this is a passing football team that's pretty dang good at it, and you got to be able to fix those little things.
1: I didn't realize that we had that few of yards. I got a message that. It looks like Chandler should be the starting running back. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I like Madison's effort on a lot of those things, and especially on that touchdown of his.
5: Chandler had three carries for zero yards today. It's too early to say that. I, I agree. but
1: It's Aaron, not fooled by our screens. What was with all the screens today? Justin, I mean, any idea?
3: I think the oldest adage in the book is <clears throat> the screen pass is designed to slow down the pass rush. And that was true in the eighties and the nineties before screens became a very heavy part of the pass Happy offenses where nowadays. They're so integrated that it doesn't fool people anymore. And by the way, talking about ripping up a play and throwing it out of play, but for the love of God, stop throwing tight end screens. they do not work until you figure out how to get them to work. Stop doing them. I mean, that drive, that last drive, the Vikings had the ball was very reminiscent to the second to last drive they had against the Giants where they went three and out. Mm -hmm. The difference is, is that this time the defense couldn't get off the field to give them one more shot. But again, to Tyler's point about them being very good at passing, they are, but the, the, then there's times where they just get in their own way. I mean, Justin Jefferson had two catches for 12 yards in the second half after going seven for 138. Did he have more than two targets? Because if he did, it was three at the most. Because he had a total of 12, and I think he had seven or eight, maybe nine in the first half. All I'm saying is, where was Justin Jefferson? Where, I mean, I know we didn't have very many possessions in the second half. I get that. But seriously, where did J.J. go?
1: I don't know if it's where JJ went. It's where Kirk was throwing to, and you got to remember, it all starts with Kirk. Now, if he's looking downfield and thinks, "Well, I better go short and throw it, dump it off to Hawkinson," then he dumps it off to Hawkinson without bothering to think, "Well, will JJ get open, or will Addison get open?" Now, speaking of Addison, Jonas, what did you think of the young rookie Jordan Addison?
4: I think. It, the performance was as good as we can expect, uh, like 60 yards and a touchdown. It's it's a good performance. He had that long touchdown uh, that I thought would s- swing the momentum to us enough to break away. Because at that point, uh, the Vikings had been moving the ball all all over the Buccaneers, and now they finally scored. They finally didn't lose the ball, and I was like, okay, now, now we're moving. Uh, and then, obviously, the Vikings blew that. But, yeah, I think he did what we expected him to, to do. I think, um, yeah, he he shows that he's really good at separating. I think he will be a very good weapon on third downs, and uh in the red zone, because it's it's just his thing that he separates one on one and uh on those money downs every every defense will throw everything at Jefferson and he addison will see those one on ones and we saw it today and it's gonna get exposed, and he's gonna uh he's gonna feast on them we saw it later on that third and i think fourteen which he converted and yeah that's what we want from him that's why he was drafted and uh he showed just that
0: i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day press one if you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes press two we heard you loud and clear. So go to luckylandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino style games for free. Get lucky today at luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the US excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group void prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say? Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to Luckylandslots.com to play over a hundred social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW group, void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: Gotcha. I like this play. Tyler, what did you think?
5: Good player. Um <laughs> I, th- I think he's he's gonna I saw uh, like some little nuances that I want to see improved and you're, you're gonna expect that from a rookie like he's that out route where Carlton Davis was able to kind of jump it. I'd like to see that be a little bit more flat and the ball placement wasn't phenomenal from cousins It wasn't bad but if he gets that a foot farther out, that's a catch and not a pass batted down and those margins are so slim in this league you need to be able to hit those kind of benchmarks i think when i watched the all 22 i don't think uh um addison made it as flat as he could have so when you're when you're making that route like if you stop right on right on the line you got to be able to cut and have like a 90 degree angle and if you don't run that flat and if you round it off that can make things a lot easier for the defensive back it gives him a clear path to jump it really frustrating it kind of is what it is and you don't necessarily like like, it's, it's, he's a rookie. He's going to figure it out. But over the course of the entire game, it adds up. And those mistakes com- compound. And all of a sudden, here we are. The Vikings are now 0-1 in a game that we kind of had marked off as a win. I didn't think it'd be an easy win, but I thought they would get it. And Vegas Sharps was supposed to something because it started as a six-point spread early on. It finished at four, meaning there was a lot of action coming on the Bucks. Sharps were right. And that's why Vegas, <laughs> like, they, it's, it's. That's I'm why just there's prostrated.
3: a lot of tall buildings out there.
5: <laughs> I'm just frustrated. Yeah.
1: You and everybody else. Now, um, you'll get. There's going to be a lot of storylines this week. One is Kirk Cousins washed?
5: Is he oh. too old? Oh, anybody who says that's a moron, how no, how is he walk? How can you watch that performance to say he's washed? There were mistakes, washed. That that shouldn't
4: cross your mind watching this performance, not at all. Okay, I actually was. I actually think that he kind of looked in some cases like uh, the younger Kirk Cousins because he made some mistakes that we thought he had at least kind of ironed out, and we saw them again. So. Uh, if anything uh he kind of uh reverted back to his younger self and uh no he's not washed like when when a QB is washed, you can see that by uh kind of his arm strength falling off and uh his physical talent and really there was no indication that uh Kirk's arm is somehow uh somehow falling off or I don't know. No, he's not washed at all.
1: Was the offense rusty for not playing in the
5: preseason? A hundred percent. The defense was too, but at the end of the day, so was the Bucks unit. You could mm-hmm. tell Baker was not comfortable at the beginning of that football game. He struggled. And week one, weird stuff happens. The Colts were up on the Jaguars in the fourth quarter today. Yeah, the Colts. The Cardinals were up by three over the Commanders at halftime. It's week one. Weird things happen. The Vikings need to figure it out. And Mm -hmm. you had your game. Now you uh, have the Eagles in four days. Go in there and win and figure it out. It's going to be
4: hard, but it's a winnable football game. Thing is, um, I don't, I would disagree on the notion that it they were rusty because they didn't play in the preseason we saw it last year and they had like the best offensive performance last year when they uh when they came out after not playing in the preseason and uh mm-hmm. i think the the problem i saw today uh, were more like i said mistakes they made last year and just didn't iron out to uh to this point and Yeah, in in a lot of cases, they beat themselves in the same ways they were beating themselves last year. And uh, they got to figure that out. It's, It's not because they didn't play a preseason. They had all training camp to figure those things out.
1: Gotcha. Now, there's a lot of people in the chat that are complaining about the offensive line play. The offensive line is what it is. Are they going to fix it between now and Thursday?
3: I mean, it's hard to fix the kind of issues that they have in four days. When they've had the same issues for a while, and haven't fixed them. Now, Tampa Bay's defense is a solid defense, and obviously Via Veda Mm -hmm. is a monster. But as as scary as this thought is, you're stepping up in class – in defense next week on Thursday. So are we? Oh, I think, I mean, I think, I I think Philly's front seven is as good, is better than Tampa's front seven. I would say maybe the secondary isn't as good. I'll give you that. But the front seven, but we were talking offensive line. So that's where I was going with that. But either way, regardless. Yeah, it, (laughs) it doesn't look. Like, it's going to be able to get fixed in four days because it hasn't gotten fixed in how many years?
4: The thing is, the Buccaneers got a lot of pressure by a Blitzing Warrior. The Eagles are going to get just that amount of pressure by rushing four, and that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt a lot because they can just drop seven and still get that same amount of pressure on Cousins because our interior offensive line is not going to be able to block that. Not this defensive line, they they just aren't good enough for that. And uh, I expect Schlopman to be in there again because uh, the thing that concerns me a lot is the fact that uh, Bradbury went out with a back issue, which bothered the team uh, at the end of last season, and now he's he's gotten back in the game and. Uh, it lasted like one and one quarter or something until it broke it, it until it was there again. And, and uh, I, I'm not sure if they will be able to fix that very soon, especially if it's related.
5: Gotcha.
1: I so I agree. Is there any?
5: Be, I, I didn't think the offensive line was bad today. And maybe may, when I, check out the L 22. I'll change my mind, but the running game was not there for schematic purposes. It just nothing was there, but I thought pass blocking was overall pretty good. Kirk cousins was pressured a decent amount, but it wasn't like the sack, the strip sack wasn't on the offensive line at all. It was a great blitz design. That's more on Kirk cousins. And uh, I thought they played pretty well. They gave him time to throw. He was able to maneuver the pocket and, like, look, it's not a strength of the team, but to me, it didn't come off as a major weakness. And I think that's a massive win.
4: Yeah, like I said, I think uh, the Buccaneers mostly got pressure due to their blitzing, and uh, that's going to happen. And then you got to deal with it and have solutions for it. And the Vikings don't. It's just that simple. And well, at some point, you, ca- you can't. Cancel- no, it's not necessarily on the offensive line, uh, not even on the unit at all, because uh, at some point you're going to have to have designs for that. You're not going to be able to uh, to pick up every blitz. You have to be able to counter it in different ways. You have to be able to get the ball out quickly and not only on screen plays. You have to have a regular short and quick passing game that's what you need to do and uh i don't know if it's by design i don't know if kirk cousins just hasn't been good uh finding his hot routes and uh and delivering it quickly to those hot routes. I, I i don't know what the issue is there right now but they got to figure it out because it it held them back last year all season and it's we saw it again. It just can't happen that those same issues resurface all the time. And at some point, you just can't, to, can't just put it on the offensive line. You're going to have to deal with pressure when you are going to be blitzed. It happens.
1: Should Kirk get out the ball quicker? I'm curious to how, what that time will end up being, how quickly he got released the ball
5: one of the biggest issues with the Vikings offensive line last year was the fact that some of these route concepts were too far downfield they were too long to develop. And when you have a weaker interior offensive line and you see some of those things, you need to cut down on those route concepts and a switch to more of Shanahan inspired offense, which I'll be honest, we didn't see much of today. We did not see nearly, we saw the 12 personnel, but we did not see the elements of like a Shanahan inspired offense versus what we saw last year with a McVay inspired offense. And to me, that was a little surprising, but you, you got to figure that out. And if you obviously want to throw the ball down the field and the, the 10 to 19 yard window is where you can dominate and really make an impact. But if the interior of that offensive line can't protect for three seconds, you got to be careful on how you run those, that kind of thing, because that's how you get sacks. And that's Kirk cousins. Isn't exactly mobile. He's, capable enough but he's he's not a guy you you want to scramble so it's (sighs) they got four days to clean stuff up and Mm -hmm. if they come out with a dud against the eagles we're gonna have to have some real deep conversations about where this team is
3: i think two things one we've always heard that adage that quarterbacks like peyton manning and tom brady at times might make their offensive lines look better because of some of the things they're capable of doing, and I proclaim that maybe the inverse of that is true—that for all of Kirk Cousins' strengths, his glaring weakness is that he makes his offensive lines look worse than they might be. Um, I don't know how much stock he put into it, but it's just a thought. But I guess my question would be: How is it that in the first half, aside from the turnovers, there were so many big and explosive plays? I get it; the other team is going to adjust and do different things, but. I, did they not blitz at all in the first half? And then they just said, oh, okay, we're going to start blitzing. I mean, what what can the Vikings take away and what can they say? All right, this is what worked in the first half against concepts that they were doing. And then this is what wasn't working. Because to me, it I would feel a lot better if if it wasn't so one or the other. It's always so one-sided with this team. They look like all last year, first quarter and fourth quarter they look totally different than second and third. What was different? Uh, Was it exclusively what Tampa Bay was doing? Was it different play calling? I mean, we saw a lot of rollouts in the first half. We saw a great two-man concept with that Jordan Addison touchdown where, you know, again, it was a a zone four uh, quarters coverage and everybody went towards JJ and, and then Addison was wide open. I mean, what's different? How is it that you can't? Bottle that up to four quarters, I guess would be my question to the panel,
5: because it's mind-boggling to me. We now <laughs> <laughs> here's the way I look at it: we got out-adjusted. The Buccaneers made better adjustments than we did, and sometimes that happens. And you, now you got to go to the drawing board and figure out why. Like, uh. I, I think that's the simplest way to put it. It's annoying as hell, but sometimes, like Todd Bowles. He's been around the block. He is a very good football coach. And the adjustments that they made on defense really figured out Justin Jefferson, and they made things a lot easier for them and a lot more difficult on the Vikings. Kevin O'Connell's got to figure out how he's going to be better at adjusting because it it didn't work. And like some things like tight end screens can be good, but you have to have these guys really crash upfield more because that's when you get a tight end screen and that's when it goes for X amount of yards. But some of his play calling was, I think a little bit suspect the execution of some of the plays that, di- that were supposed to work was not good. They struggle with Bowles' adjustments and I don't know.
1: Should Kevin O'Connell turn it's, over the play calling to West Phillips?
5: No. It that's, I think that's too much of an overreaction. Um, He was a good play caller last year. And every play caller has bad games. And I don't even necessarily think he had a bad game. His adjustments were fine. They weren't phenomenal. And Bowles was just better.
1: Sarah, you and my daughter would get along. She was screaming (laughs) your sentiments during the entire game today. KOC out is outcoached.
4: Thing um, is, you mentioned that difference between uh, the Shannon and McVeigh uh, versions styles. Of, the, of styles of those offenses, and uh, the thing that makes uh, Shannon's offense so good is that it just has a very high floor, even if things don't go well. There are some things they just can't fall back on, and it works. And nobody really can take that flaw from this offense. And this is what the Vikings have to figure out. And I think some of the off-season acquisitions were just uh, bought into do that. That's what they wanted to get. And uh, it's really frustrating that, once again, you see very high highs, but you again don't see that floor. The Vikings have to find solutions to establish that floor where they can fall back on when they can't be explosive at some point. They can't just throw over everybody, uh, get 400, uh, 450 yards and just... Throw it down the field on every play. It's it's not going to work. They have to figure out how to uh, how to get this offense more consistent and uh, get this offense moving. Once you don't have those explosives, they just they only move the ball when they have those explosives. It's uh, it's the only drive that was different was that touchdown drive in the second half, but. It's, it's not enough. It's just not enough. Gotcha. Hey,
1: Kirk had a decent day. He was 33 for 44. 344 yards to 102 rating.
5: 102.8. The mistakes. That,
1: it, it was mistakes. But there's bad, bad, bad play calling. And yes, KOC calls the place. for. Uh, I think it was Freddie who was asking, or who was asking about that KOC calls the place. Wes Phillips did during the last couple of preseason games, but that's to get him experience. KOC calls the place. Now, that was decent. I mean, Alexander Madison was 11 for 34 for a 3.1. Ty Chandler was 3 for 0 officially. Justin Jefferson had 150 yards, so he's on his track to get 2,000. Go, J.J.? Jordan Addison had 61 yards on four catches. Good for Jordan Addison. DJ had eight catches for 35 and uh, with only a 4.4 average. Why? Because most of them were freaking screens. There's just, there was some frustrating stuff today. Two turnovers credited to Cousins, two fumbles, I should say, credited to him. It's just Today was frustrating. Hopefully they figure it out. And as I said earlier in the week, I hope they steal one out of the top four teams and steal a win. Let that be this Thursday against the Eagles. Please. Well,
4: they're they're right now steamrolling the Patriots, so they seem to be off to a good start.
1: Patriots? We don't play the Patriots.
4: The 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 Patriots Patriots playing the Eagles. Oh gotcha And they are getting smashed right now. Ah, the Patriots are getting smashed round, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough on Thursday. Yeah, oh. well, uh,
5: I'll say this, and then I got to go because I have a lot of post game stuff to do. We we're going to have we're going to have a lot more tomorrow night on the Real Fourno Show. This is a very frustrating loss, but one that can be overcome and you can learn from to be better moving forward. That that's all I got. Have a great day, guys.
1: See you, Tyler, and I will see you, talk to you in the morning as we discuss what we're going to have on tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Jonas, you got your last words, buddy?
4: Uh, Yeah, it's it's frustrating right now, but um, I actually think that there was a lot of good today uh, that we saw. And even though this game was kind of, circled in as a win because of the tough games they have had there is stuff they can build on and uh yeah like i said earlier uh it's going to be really interesting if things go downwards and um yeah it's it's i'm i'm kind of curious to see where it goes and uh yeah i think No matter how it goes, I think they're pretty well set up for the future, but this season might not be pretty.
1: (laughs) 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 Understatement, buddy, understatement. Justin, any last words?
3: Well... I think it's a fitting end that uh, the Packers just scored a touchdown to go up 6 nothing over the Bears right as we're closing out this show. I will be live on my channel at 8 p.m. Central with Rap, who was at the game along with a cast of thousands in the Vikings Land group of creators. I will be really interested to hear his thoughts, particularly on <laughs> Kirk Cousins. But as uh, the game itself, uh, I'll also be on tomorrow night at 8 Central time p.m. for skull for days and i'll be doing this all over again have some time to digest this pathetic performance if you ask me and again i know that it just a lot of things a lot of self-inflicted but you know this was one of those games you marked down as a win And now you got to find one that you had marked down as a loss just to get to even. Like Mm -hmm. you said, Dave, you were hoping to steal one because stealing one on top of getting the ones you had anticipated wins puts you in a better position and gives you a margin for error. Mm -hmm. You know? You, You just lost a lot of your margin for error. It's not over. The season isn't done. No, we're not going into tank mode, which is ridiculous too. Uh, a couple of tweets I say hey just tank it's like dude it's one week but not the You're best gonna start you that hope Vikings fans oh absolutely you know Phil Mackey had a great tweet
1: we heard it after that, Thursday night <laughs> yeah
3: one of the things I really missed the nothing is ever Kirk Cousins fault section of Vikings Twitter or Vikings Nation okay let me just wrap by saying this no not everything was Kirk's fault but once again, for the 87th time that I've said it, just because it's not all his fault doesn't mean that he doesn't take a portion of it either. But there's a lot of fault to go around today. We'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> and I agree. Well, thank everybody to joined us. Appreciate you being in the remarks. Go enjoy the rest of your Sunday. If that means the Bears and the Packers tie That's my dream. We'll find out. But anyways, go enjoy. And thanks again for joining us. And tomorrow night we have The Real Forno at 6 o'clock Central Live on this same channel. Be there. And what do we say?
3: Skull to the next episode.
1: Skull Vikings. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, and ring the bell and share this episode with your friends and even your enemies. We'd love it. Thanks for watching Vikings First and Skull. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network
2: and we appreciate each and every one of you. Skull. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: Laundry? (sighs) Ooh, a book club. (sighs) Computer solitaire, huh?
2: (sighs) Ah, A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Group, point or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
4: 18 plus.
1: This has been a Vikings first in skull and fans first sports network production.